0: Psalm chapter number five, look at verse number three. Psalm chapter five, verse number three. I want you, if you underline your Bible, I, I would like for you to underline just a couple of things in these verses. And it's about what our uh, teaching is about tonight. More teaching tonight uh, about prayer. I want you to look. My voice shalt thou hear. Next three words. In the morning, O Lord. In the morning, will I direct my prayer unto thee. And we'll look up. So twice in that one verse, he talks about in the morning. He's talking about prayer, lifting up my voice in the morning. Then Isaiah, not asking you to turn there, but in Isaiah, well, if you want to, it's fine. Isaiah 50, verse number four. Isaiah 50, and verse number four. Isaiah 50, verse number four. I'm not going to read it all, but a portion of it, it says this. It says, the Lord God, and it goes down, look where it says, he wakeneth morning by morning. That doesn't mean the Lord sleeps. Watch the rest of the verse. He waketh mine ear to hear and learn. What the Lord is saying is, I'm up in the morning, if you are. There's something about morning prayer. There's just, I, I, I can't explain it. Yeah, I think anything that's very important to us, the world and Christians are playing down as being less important all the time. For example, going to church, right? Soul wedding. Uh, let's see. Um, right kind of music, right? All the things that are very, very Bible reading, all the things that are very important, it seems that the world and, uh, and, and even Christians, and it hurts me to say that, are playing that down like it really doesn't matter. And the same thing here about prayer in the morning. So here's what you have. I'm just not a morning person. Well, I'm not either. I'm not toaster pop-up, you know, just put a button, hey, I'm ready to go. Uh, What it normally has to do is with discipline, character and discipline. I get up because I need to. I get up because I ought to. I get up because I have to. These things are things that are born and made out of character. No, you're not born a morning person. I just always enjoyed getting up. Uh, Or I'm just not a morning person. No, you're lazy. Well, that hurt, didn't it? Uh, I am? Yes, now you know the problem. So uh, I want to talk to you about morning i and see if this doesn't make some sense to you. Father, thank you for the Bible. Let me help your people and refresh my spirit, my mind again, with the truths concerning prayer, that relationship time between me and you. Lord, help us please to understand how vital it is to meet with you in the morning. Help me please in Jesus' name. Man, you may be seated. Morning, uh, in case you think it's just me, has always been considered by Christians uh, that it's best suited for the time of prayer and devotions and these kinds of things. And so, most Christians regard it their duty and privilege to get up early in the morning. Uh, when I first saved, they used to have what they called around Easter sunrise service. anybody know what those are? You ever heard of that? You used to have sunrise services, and I thought when I first saved, man, that's great. Get up real early in the morning, and just as the sun's coming up, just to have prayer and saying, I thought that would be great. It didn't take me long to say, I ain't getting up on that early in the morning, uh, because I had no character. When I got saved, I had no character. I was saved. Something you have to learn. It's not something you're born with. Character is not something you're born with, okay? Like laziness is not something you're born with. Working real hard is not something you're it's character. It is a building of character. So morning has always been considered the time best suited for personal worship and spending time with God. There's a lot of reasons why I could go into, well, first of all, nothing's really started in the day. It's not really crowded that early in the morning. It's kind of quiet, too, if you'll be honest with you. Uh, and, And all these things are in your favor to meet with the Lord in the morning. But that's not the reason why. Most Christians regard it as their duty and privilege. It's my privilege. It's my duty to get up in the morning and spend some portion of my morning in worship, Bible reading, meditation, quiet time with the Lord. Many Christians observe it, and that's been called by many different names. It's been called uh, uh, morning watch. It's been called quiet hour. It's been called the still hour. I prefer to call it uh, my quiet time. My quiet time. Now, we're going to talk about that this morning. All of these, and by the way, before you listen to some people, I pray for 14 hours every day. First of all, I don't think you could survive doing that, but whatever. It's not necessarily the amount of time because most people, they just don't have time. By that I mean that's what's wrong. Whether it's 10 minutes, 30 minutes, or an hour is not necessarily the question or the point. The point would be, is it important enough for you to get up and set aside a special time In your very, I'm not mocking, in your very, very busy day that says, this is how important this is to me. And I believe it's important to God to meet with him in the morning. And it says here that uh, I I think we need to agree with the psalmist where he said, my voice shalt thou hear in the morning. He says that in the morning. Lord, you'll hear my voice in the morning. What he's saying is I'm getting up and you're going to hear me talk to you in the morning. Right? And we're not talking necessarily about closet prayer, but we are talking about that too. So I want to talk about this, the importance of a quiet time in the morning, the importance of it, the importance of it. It's not a, I can take it early, I'll pay, pray before I go to bed. Okay, listen to me. I'm, I'm, all for pray for I'm all for you praying constantly. I don't. I know that just sounds like I just blasphemed, didn't it? Uh, the Bible says you should always be praying. Okay, I'm just telling you, I don't. But I pray in the morning. I start my day off spending time with God. All right? At the end of the day, after everything I listen to, read, watch, conversation, not a good time for me to be praying. I would rather start off my day with, I need you. I need to spend some time with you. So the morning, while it's still, we could call it virgin, we could call it innocent, we could call it clean, we could call it uncrowded. To me, that is the best time to pray. I think that is why our society is sleeping in as long as it possibly can. You cannot have a time of meditation, prayer, and Bible reading when you set your alarm two minutes before you have to get in the car and head out. So a lot of people always looked at it as a duty and a privilege. No, it's my privilege. i got to get up in the morning. No, no, I'm going to spend some time with God. Now, here's your other thing. You can get, okay, I get up at 6. My alarm is set at 6 and these guys already know because the alarms here, I guess, go off on their watches or whatever when somebody walks in the building. I am almost always here. Sometimes, 15 minute till to about 10 after 7. That's a almost an hour or more before anybody else has beer. He said, why do you do that? For this. There's nobody here. It's just me. I can walk in the building. By the way, this building creaks and makes all kinds of, you think other people in this building. I I walked out of my room, voice had nothing to do with prayer, uh, except by saying, God, I hope nobody's in (laughs) here.'" I've walked out of my room before, and actually walked through this part of the building, thinking somebody was in here. Oh, it makes awful sound. If you're one of those scared type people to be alone, you got, don't don't hang around here by yourself. And so, what happens here is simply this: a well-known preacher said this. I'm going to quote you something. A well-known preacher said this, and uh, he's rightly said this. Watch he says next to receiving. Watch how important he thinks this is. Next to receiving Christ as Savior and receiving the Holy Ghost of God we know of no act that brings greater good to ourselves or to others than the determination to keep the morning watch. There's nothing that will do you any better or do others any better than getting up in the morning on purpose. Not, oh, my alarm was set too early. No, 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 not that. It's on purpose. You know it. God knows it. And you tell your tell your family or other people, well, look, I'm going to get up early. Why are you doing that? How are you going to disturb everybody? I'm going to spend time with God. It's kind of like when you start fasting. People go, why won't you? hit my wife, hey, why aren't you eating? You need to eat. You can't go without eating. And then dawn's on earth. So they plague you, right? What are you doing in the bathroom all that time? It's way too early for you to be up. They don't know you're over there on your knees praying somewhere or you finally found a quiet place from all 45 of your kids so where you can sit down and read, Right? It's tough to do. It's a very noisy world that we live in. We can we, we soon find out how impossible to live our daily Christian life walking in the spirit with all of the things that we have to do when we're not being led by God. We spent no time with God and we're trying to face all of this by ourselves. Folks, I'm just, it's an impossible thing to do. I believe this is why you watch more and more Christians fall all the time. We have a bundle of problems we can't seem to figure out. I'm sorry. I thought God knew everything. I will guarantee most of the people that have more problems they know what to do with, don't pray a whole lot. You say, are you accusing? No, I'm just asking a question yourself. Or if you do, why is it you don't have enough strength and comfort to face it? Everything's a tragedy. Everything's falling apart. It's like the, what's that, ugly duckling? The sky is falling. Is that who it was? Huh? Oh, Chicken Loop. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good, haven't you? Yeah. Now, <laughs> the morning quiet time is the key to the position in which. The surrender to Christ and the Holy Spirit can be uncertainly and fully maintained. Okay, why, we're struggling way too much. Uh, the, the Christian life is not that difficult. It is hard, but it's not that difficult. When you leave out certain key blocks in a wall, it's going to crack. Right. It's coming down. Right. One of those key, one of many key, Bible, right. meditation, Prayer, church, these are absolutes in a Christian's life. You cannot survive hardly at all without them. Sooner or later, everything that should not be the enemy becomes the enemy, and everything that should be there. And the Bible said, in the latter days you shall call that which is evil good, and that which is good evil. It's like God knew what he's talking about, you know. So what happens here is simply this. Quiet time in the morning must not be thought of, It's not an end in itself. So why are we getting up? Why are we praying? Just to get answers to prayer? No. Now, I know what John Rice meant when he said, um, prayer is asking and receiving. I know exactly what he meant. And I agree with him for as far as that went. But I personally believe that everything that we do as a Christian, everything that we do as a Christian is about God. My relationship, what strengthens me and allows me and helps me get through the day is not my prayer. It's my God. Prayer is not an end in itself. Prayer is that which brings me to the end of what I need, and that is Christ to face the day. Does that make sense? So if I need Christ to face the day, would it be nice if I started off with him? Okay, Uh, we'll walk together. So in the morning is when I need to pull all of this together, although it gets, and honest, in the morning, uh, I get a kick out of these guys now. We're all walking around, and, and they're questioning me like I'm the answer man, uh, and I am, uh, about the Bible, because we're all reading together. And so they'll go like this. Hey, I got a question for you. Hey, I got a question for you. Hey, it preaches. So now I have to know everything. It, it's really weird, because I don't. But anyway. Uh, And so what happens here is this. In the morning, it does bless you to go to prayer. It is a release. It is a joy. Uh, When you have prayer and Bible study, it does bring about a certain amount of contentment and peace and joy. It does. But that's not what it's about, first of all, or primarily. What it's really all about, okay, it's like kids with their parents. Uh, he bought me this, he bought me that, he bought me this, he bought me that, he bought me this, he bought me that, he bought me, that, he bought me this, he bought me that. Is, is that the relationship you wanted? I thought it was about your dad and your mom. And I think a lot of parents, by the way, are doing that too. They're substituting their presence and their their uh, fellowship with things. Why well, would we just keep them busy? That's what's happening to Christians we're so busy we're no longer walking with god as we should it is it is it what what prayer is all about those things are okay it's to serve and secure you ready for this it is to serve and secure the presence of jesus christ hold on hold on throughout the rest of my day i'm not just meeting with him and leaving him there my purpose for meeting with him in the morning is to secure him and make sure we're together all day long. If I don't meet with him, you say, he'll never leave a Okay, what you're doing is shortcutting Bible. You're using Bible out of context. He said he will never leave a sake, But if you want him to walk with you, you're going to have to go meet with him and let him know that. So it's not just about prayer asking and receiving. It's not just about reading Bible so I can gain more knowledge. It is about securing Christ and saying, I need you to go with me today. I don't want to face this by myself. And so it, that's what it's for, and for the whole day. Now, so you, the, okay, personal devotion to a friend. If you've ever devoted yourself to a friend or you've devoted yourself to a something you're pursuing, a job, uh, whatever the case is, what it takes is they always hold a place in our heart. When you devoted yourself to someone or something It has a place in our heart no matter what comes across our path throughout the day. Right? Because that's where we're devoted. That is the person, the thing, the pursuit, the individual. I'm locked in on that. You say, but what about when things do this all day long? It will. It will happen. Things will come up. Things will happen. Things will fall apart. But it doesn't change. I can't tell you how many times my wife and I have been asked, how do you do this? Okay, why should I change direction or stop doing what I know is right because I don't have money? But we can't come to church because we lost our job. What? What's that got to do with it? See, you have no devotion. Your devotion is in the wrong area. Your devotion is to Christ. So as long as he's alive and I am too, that can go right on. But if the whole thing's about money or showing people what I'm able to do or he asked me not to play piano anymore or that kind of stuff, which we've gone through that, uh, if that's the case, you're not devoted to Christ. And I can tell you why that's not. You don't have a right relationship. What helps build that relationship day by day throughout the day, if you'll meet him in the morning, I will meet you in the morning by the bright river. You ever heard that song? Great, great song. So we have to find here personal devotion to Jesus Christ means we allow nothing to separate us once we meet with Him throughout the day. You say, I don't know what's going to happen. That's why in the morning I want to meet with Him. I like to call it quiet time because the world's just way too noisy. It is way too noisy. You can't go anywhere. You go outside, isn't this a beautiful day? Big airplanes going over. There's no airplane going over and you hear somebody's boom box from over here in, in uh, ghetto woods or wherever that is over there. We allow nothing to separate us from him from that moment. When I meet with him in the morning, my mind is now stayed on him. I've actually told him I want you with me. And he said that I listen. God said, I listen in the morning. God is listening for you in the morning. The psalmist said, I come to you morning by morning. And then Isaiah said, he listens for me in the morning. In in Psalm chapter 89, in verse number 16, the first part says, in thy name shall they rejoice all the day. How is that possible? Because what we're doing is we're placing our emotion and our dedication on the wrong stuff. Well, praise the Lord, we got a new house. Okay, what if you didn't? Can you praise the Lord anyway? Uh, praise the Lord! Now this has happened to a lot of. Uh, don't get upset with me, please. Don't do that. I'm, I'm going switching clear to the other side. Praise the Lord! We're going to have a baby. I thank God He loves me. Our baby's in heaven. Our Lord didn't change. Circumstances changed. Feelings change, but my dedication to him, and if I do this morning by morning, every day, okay, his mercies, and, and and forget it, is fresh every morning, every morning. I need to go meet with him every morning so that I can face the day. The Christian cannot stand one moment without Christ, but we think we can. How do I know we know that? Because we don't pray, we don't read, we have no quiet time in the morning. So I guess we think we can do this on our own at times, until the bottom falls out. And we don't thank God, he says, now look, when you're in trouble, you call on me. But I don't think that's a good relationship. I think he's invited us to do that, and he understands, but I don't think that's a great relationship. Personal devotion to Christ refuses to be content with anything else but him. I have to have him real in my, not just I know I'm saved. No, every day, like a personal friend, I met with Christ And I have the confidence and I know he's with me today. So when something unexpected comes up, I'm okay. You know how I know that? Because I know I met with him in the morning. We talked. We communed. We had fellowship together. So, number one, I said the importance of a quiet time in the morning. So this whole thing about devotion becomes, it can only be realized and understood as our personal devotion becomes the It's not because I want something from God other than his presence. Look, if I have Christ, okay, ready? The man who walks with God. I don't need to worry about the destination. If I ask God to go with me in the morning and be with me all day, what in in the world am I worried about? See, it's not not fitting together like I think God intended it to. So... The purpose, the purpose, the purpose of meeting God in the morning is not just praying so I can check it off. It's not just meeting with God to tell him I really need, you know, they're getting ready to fire me down on a job I need. Oh, that's what. nice to talk with you this morning too. Sure. To be with Christ. That's a good reason to meet in the morning. You say, well, what are you going to do? Be with Christ. That's good, right? Is that okay? You said to get what from him? No, just be with Christ. Is that okay? How about take Christ with us now the rest of the day? Don't leave him in the closet. Don't leave him at the, at, at your bedside. Okay, that's done. Now i got to go to work. No, take him with you. Take the name of Jesus with you, child of sorrow and of woe. He will joy and comfort give you. Take it then where you go, precious name. Oh how sweet. Right? Right? Take him with you. This is this is why. Quit quit taking your phone and say I carry my Bible. No, you don't carry your Bible. You're carrying your phone. You want to learn how to stand for the Lord, stand for the Lord. I didn't say go there and preach. Just quit hiding stuff. Uh, you're not a Christian by any chance, are you? Oh no, it's out. What am I gonna do now? I was trying to be ninja and they found out. Nothing separates us not my job, not a friend, not my kids, not trouble, not loss of finances. Why? Because Jesus is my singular importance. That's all I, if I have him, Christ is, a, they're just flowing tonight, folks. Christ is all I need. Christ is all, what about this, 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 this? Christ is all I need, all, all I need. My wife's not here, she's flowing, I can't figure that out, anyway. Number two. Let's talk about securing his presence. Okay, preacher, you got me. I, I probably ought to start getting up in the morning. And uh, Look, by the time I get here, my quiet place is right back there. Okay? I come in the morning. Uh, I go home. Uh, I get up in the morning. I take a shower. I get all cleaned up. I put on the clothes I'm going to wear that day. I get in my car. You said you mean you haven't prayed yet? Nope, haven't prayed yet. Haven't got to my place of prayer. I, I can't just pray anywhere. I just can't. I have to focus my mind. I have to do it on purpose, and I have to let myself go there. And that is my comfort place. That's my place right there. When that door is shut, these people hardly ever bother me. They don't knock on the door. Sometimes they do. Uh, And uh, So anyway, let's talk about securing his presence. The clear, the clearer the objective. Okay. I have something I'm trying to attain, an objective. Okay. The clearer that is. Now I can have a plan on how to get there. Uh, the clearer the objective, the, 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 then I can pursue it. The better we will be able to adjust my life. If that's my objective, okay, I'm going to get up in the morning at 6, okay? You should I go to work at that time. See what you just said? I don't care if you go to work at 4. Did you have prayer before you headed out in the world? That's what you're only Look, by the time you get to work, ain't no quiet time there. So what are you going to do? Okay, I get up at 6. You say, get up at 6. I get up at 4 to go to work. I get up at 6 so I can come here for my quiet time. Are you following me? Does it make sense so far? Okay. Now, and so what happens here is simply this. Consider the morning quiet time as an end to this great end. I'm going to go meet with the Lord The assurity that he he promised, I will go with you always. Okay, then why do we doubt that? Because we didn't meet with him and rebuild that relationship every morning. Every morning. Every morning. Fresh. Every morning is what we want. I want to secure the presence of Christ, not just in the morning. All day long. But it's got to start somewhere. Might as well start it off fresh in the morning. It's what we ought to do. And then to do nothing that may interfere with that. Look, a lot of stuff's going to come up throughout the day, right? I don't want to be the cause of it. I want to keep my mind on the Lord. You know, some of you, your job is so rhythmic. Is that a good word? Is that a word? I don't know. Uh, In other words, it's, it's so you could do it blindfolded. You could actually, during that time, keep your mind on Scripture. This is why you should accept the challenge of reading Bible. Song, singing, and music is not a replacement for talking with the Lord, though. Don't get that in your head, okay? Neither is a replacement for preaching or for Bible reading, okay? Just thought I'd clear that up since Mike brought it up. Good, Mike, way to go. Now, I must believe that my success throughout my day, watch, this will will send you in the morning. My success throughout the day depends upon how I start my day. My success the rest of the day depends on how I started my day or who I started my day with. So, when my day had become failure, struggle, irritable, short tempered, can't take it, blowing my stack, don't want to face it again, I'd have to question for you. You mean to tell me you felt that way throughout the day and Jesus was with you? I beg to differ. I don't think that's the case, okay? I'm not just talking about having a good attitude. There are people out in the world who have a good attitude. I'm talking about having someone to go with. I must believe that my success throughout my day depend upon the time that I spend alone with him in the morning. Look, just make it fresh every day. Prayer, meditation, Bible study are secondary to that purpose. And you know how I feel about study. You know how I feel about quiet, all of that, prayer. I'm preaching on prayer, but prayer is not an end in itself. The reason we have prayer is to be with Christ, to be with our Father, to spend time with them. Now, if Bible reading and prayer and and quiet time, all these things, meditation, is to lead to that. You know, it takes a while to calm this down, doesn't it? I have so much junk in there and, you know. Junk, by that, I mean, worry, right? Pressure, who's going to take care of, right? I mean, we got to handle it all. Really, when did that happen? Do you remember when you first got saved? Look, I was saved uh, 51, 52 years ago, I remember. The Bible says, "As as you start with Christ, so walk in him. Do you know how you started? Stop back and think, when you first came to Christ, how did that whole thing get started? Somebody tell me, what did it start with? Prayer. Prayer, it didn't start with praising the Lord, singing songs, Bible study. Go back to where it started and you should have kept it that way all along. Now, if you haven't, God, I'm sorry, we're gonna do this. You're never too old to learn more things about character, especially if it's right character and learning about Christ and walking with him is vitally needed. With all the possibilities and cares and pleasures and temptations that could happen in the world, that could happen in any given day, It would easily interrupt throughout the day my relationship with Christ. So, if I meet him in the morning and I'm conscious that I want him to go with me all day long, it's going to be a lot easier to handle the day because he's with me. I just don't know what I'm going to do. Why doesn't Christ do something? I don't know. He's walking with you, isn't he? I'm sorry. Aren't you walking with him? This is the importance of the morning hour, ready, morning by morning. Pretty soon it gets to be a little much, doesn't it? Oh, we're going to do this every morning. Okay, right now, I, I tell our staff, I said, look, when we start prayer, it's going to be somewhat of a novelty. A lot of people show up. You know what happens when, you know, King's Island's only about an hour and so from here. You know, I don't think I've been there in 40-some years. It's right down the road, a nationwide amusement park. It's right down the road. Do you know Jesus is as near to you as your prayer closet? If you would, right down the road. Do you go there? You know where King's Island. Where's your prayer call? Where is the necessity? I, I'm not chastising you. I'm asking you to ask yourself, what has happened with all of this? You see, all these problems infiltrate our life. It's very, very possible. But the true Christian aims to have the character. Watch. Here, here, here's where you mess it up throughout your day. This is why you blow your stack at any given moment. Uh, in the morning, you meet with Christ. Once you do this so often, his character becomes you. You ever heard the old adage, you're like those you run with? And the more you're around somebody, the more you tend to act like them. Christ is all I need, right? Oh, to be like Jesus, right? And so the more time I spend with him, thinking about him, talking about him, singing about him, giving myself to him... Pretty soon, I get to know him and what he likes, how he acts. This is why some of you cannot handle your problem. You don't have that big of a problem. You just don't know how to handle it. How does a 16-year-old little girl and a guy straight out of the world that's 21 get through all this stuff? Number one, we wanted to. Number two, we had to. It was a must. There's no option. We have to. You, st- you still have an out. Well, if it doesn't work with this old guy, I'll give me somebody else. Plenty of fish in the sea. But who wants to marry a fish, right? Now, so what happens is you still believe you have an out. I don't. My wife and I, we have no out. It's this and we have to die. So if I have to face this, what am I doing this alone for? It's like prayer. I I, I wasn't raised in a Christian home. I had to learn prayer and learn tithing and learn how to trust the Lord and learn how to study. I dropped out of school two and a half times in 10th grade. Come on. It's not that I was stupid. The world taught me to not care and be lazy. I had to learn all this as an adult man. You, could, you have, Do you want to? Do you see the need of it? If you do, you can do this. You will become like the person you're with. Do not be overly concerned if at first it doesn't seem to work. It's like when you get married; you're not paying attention to the problems both of you are having because love will conquer it all. I tried to tell you, no, he won't. But you not listen to me, and pretty soon you go, like, preacher, can we come in see you? Uh, yeah, you okay? I don't know. What's the problem? He won't put his socks in the clothes basket. He just started that. No, he kind of always did. But I thought for sure he would learn. Your job, ma'am, is to train that boy how to be a good man without preaching at him. I should have mentioned the last part. Oh, well, I'm going to tell you. It's true, So it says, 1 Peter chapter number three, verses one through three. So what we have here is this, do not be overly concerned if at first this goal appears too difficult and occupies too much of your time that it just cannot be done. And so that 30 to 60 minutes, it sounds like a long time, doesn't it? Do you know if you mentioned each one of our missionaries just by name and ask God to bless them, it'd probably take you a good 10 minutes all by itself. And yet you haven't started to pray yet. Problem is, you don't do it enough to think. So you're still at. Now lay me down to sleep. That's not a good prayer for a grown up. Actually, it's not a good prayer for a child either. But so what happens here is this: the time you give to bring your daily concerns to Christ will always be rewarded. He wants you to come. I'm listening in the morning. I'm. Li- it says so right there in Isaiah. I'm listening in the morning. Every morning, I'm listening. Did you meet with him this morning? You're his child. Did you talk with him? You set your clock to get up just in time to go to work and do what you needed to do. Not very devoted. Devoted means no matter what else going on in my life, that purpose or that person you will, return, uh, you will return to your prayer closet and read your word of God with a new purpose. Watch. When you start seeing this payoff, okay, first of all, it'll pay off because God said. But I mean, literally, it's like, I think, yeah, this is okay. Now I want to go back to my prayer closet. See, you haven't got there yet. You haven't seen the payoff. You haven't seen God's character being formed in you. Or daily, you're starting to face things and do things the way Christ would do When I counsel with people, I, I normally always say, God, give me the mind of Christ to do and say what he would do and say if he were here. Jesus isn't here. I'm sorry, I'm all you got. So it'd be nice if I asked him to help me be more like him than more like George Bell. Because if it were me, I'd cut you to the quick. So, But it's not, I, I want you to have what he, can I say, why don't you go to him and ask him? You have a Bible, you have the same answers I've got. Now I have more experience maybe than you do. That's probably true. But you got the same book. You got the same savior. You got the same father. You got the same right. You have a you have a closet. You are invited to pray. Everything that I have that you come to me, you have. You're just not using them, are you? And so you'll start to see the benefits of all this, and your faith will begin to grow as you as you meet with your father in the morning. Okay? You ever listen to people pray? Now, don't stop praying. Don't do this. I, I probably shouldn't have mentioned this, but we get, we get in a rhythm of prayer. We say the same thing. Really, we're Catholics, Baptist Catholics. Now, dear Father God, we, dear Father God, and we're going to, dear Father God. And we, and you just say, what do you mean by that? Why do you keep saying that? We get in habits. Is that the way you talk to others? Hello, Pete, how are you? Hello, Pete, how are you? Hello, Pete. How are you? Hey, and by the way, Pete, how are you? And by the way, and I want to say this to him, Pete, how are you? Well, that's no way to carry on a conversation. What that is, you're not used to talking to him. Be still. And know that I'm God. Be still. You. There's nothing wrong with that. Even when you don't need help, he knows the future. He knows what's getting ready to happen that day. It would be nice if you invited him before you got in the middle of trouble. Yeah. I'm in trouble now. Oh, God. Wouldn't it be nice? God, I don't know what's going to happen today. I think it's getting warm in here. Yeah. Do something about that, please, fellas. Whoever's going to do that. Somebody up there. Who? Cordray. You fall asleep up there, do something. Now. And so... Uh, first few moments in the morning with Christ is so valuable. It may not seem like it at first. Actually, you think, oh, I should have been in bed. No, 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 you're devoted now. You're going to do this because it's right and it's needful. Not the prayer, but the prayer brings you to the means of spending time with Christ. I spend time with Christ so I can take Christ with me. The more I'm with Christ, the more I become like Christ. Does that make sense? Okay, very good. Number three, we're done here. Wholehearted determination. You ever notice how much work there's involved in Christianity? Let I me mean, pass salvation. That's a lot of work. Prayer is a work. says on so the Bible. Prayer is a work. It, that's why a lot of people don't do it. I'm, I'm sorry, we're just lazy. I'm not just talking about doing this and saying something. I'm talking about laboring with I'm talking about going to God. God, I need you. God, I'm coming to you. You need to open up. I really need your help. I got some folks that are in trouble. I'm trying to help. Show me what to do. That's a lot of work. Staying at it, 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 staying at it. I go to God not because he gives. I go to God because I need. And I come to find out he gives. He gives. So wholehearted, as we seek to have this unbroken fellowship with God in Christ throughout the day, we realize there has to be a definite time to do this. Uh, I think I'll get up in the morning and pray. When? I don't know. Where? Uh, one place goes another. How's that working for you? It, it don't. I'm not poking fun. It, it. I've tried it, it doesn't work that way. You have to have a definite place because I'm definitely going to meet with God and we're definitely going to have a conversation and I'm definitely going to be in his presence. Everything has to be and I have to dedicate myself to there has to be a definite meeting place with Christ. If I'm going to secure his presence to go with me all day long, folks, look at me. Your mind is the worst thing going for you. I'm sorry. Your flesh has convinced your mind. You can't do this. Your flesh, there's the law of sin in the flesh, right? And the Bible says, teaches in Romans that my own body, my own desire, my own likes and dislikes tries to capture my mind and bring it into subjection to the sinful flesh that wants to do what it wants to do. Yep. Right. But God made another law, the law of the mind. You want to get up in the morning? got a brain? You got a will? Quit letting your body dictate. Yeah, but I'm just not one of those people. I'm not either. I hate getting up in the morning. But I do it for a lot of different reasons. One of them is I got to get to that room right there. Another one is something you may want to consider being an example. probably misappropriated. Grown-ups. Grown-ups do what needs to be done and has to be done. They don't do it because it's fun. They do it because it needs to be done. I just can't. Brush your teeth, I hope. So you made yourself do that. It's like when you go soul winning and you say, uh, hey, can the kids come? I kind of leave that up to them. It's their decision. I don't make them... Do things like that. Uh, You make them take a bath. I bet you make them go to school on Monday, don't you? We make them do everything except when it comes time. Why is that? Because the world, the flesh, and the devil does not want us to do those things that are right. Just like sleeping in. You think you need to sleep. No, you need to pray. You need to meet with God. You'll find out that you'll have strength enough to face your day. And so, there needs to be this definite time. One essential thing to have this daily quiet time is wholehearted determination. I will do this. I'm going to do it. It's like reading your Bible. Some of you have already given up. Oh, I'm behind four chapters. Why do I even try? You're lazy. You're not determined. And as far as you're concerned, it really doesn't matter one way or another. No, take it on chin. Then tell me why. I don't have the time. Don't tell me that. Any given week, I put in 80, 90 hours minimum. You want my job? Well, if I had your job, okay. I don't think the rest of the congregation would appreciate that, but there you go. One essential thing, I have to have determination. In other words, whatever effort and self-denial it may take, Whatever effort and self-denial it may take to get up and meet with Christ, I know it's going to be worth it, so I'm going to do it. Now, you don't think there's going to be some temptation to not follow through? First time you get up, novelty. Wow, that was really something. I really enjoyed that. Man, I'm glad I did that this morning. And off to work you go. You feel real good about yourself. The next day, i got to get up in the morning See, so you already losing. Oh, I have to get up. No, you get to get up. You're going to go meet Jesus Christ, right. your Savior. Three or four days later for the week's out, you're already missing. And you told him I will meet with you. You know something? He's there waiting to hear from you. He says so right there. Every morning I hear. What did he hear from you this morning? I'm not, I'm not slapping at you. I'm just asking you. Can we be honest about this? Was there any meeting? So how'd the day go? How are things going? So God wants to meet with you. So you have to have this thing. Look, academic study or athletes, athletics, uh, your son, where's he at? There he is over there. These kinds of things. Every student, every athlete needs to determine to purposely succeed. I will Trouble is, we emphasize athletics. We emphasize academia. We don't emphasize a whole lot of our walk with God and how to do it. It's going to take some determination. It's going to take some hard work is what it's going to do. Christianity requires and deserves not less than an athlete, do they? Did Christ and our relationship deserve less than what an athlete will put in? Or someone who's going to go for a degree at Ohio State. I'm telling you, they step all hours of the night and they're studying till wee hours in the morning. You know why? They're determined. It means something to them. The world is against you doing this. Your own flesh is against you getting up and having prayer, reading and quiet yourself down and deep thinking about what you just read so God can talk. The world is against it. Your body's against it. The world's against it. The devil's against it. And let's be honest about it. You're not real crazy about it but I'm trying to get you to see the benefits of this. And once you do and see the success of it, here I always like to tell people, well, I still had a bad day. I wonder what would happen had you not prayed. How bad would it have been? I wonder what you would have told that person had you not got up and read some Bible that morning. I'm gonna tell you something right now. Take it on the chin, take your tithe, leave, do whatever you wanna do. If you're not reading your Bible, You ain't right with God. Look at me. You are not right with God. You are not walking with the Lord. You are not pressing that direction. You're floating at best, and you're going by your own strength and your own skills, and that's the only reason you're surviving at all, and the grace of God has not destroyed you or put a stop to it. You're not here to do that. You're not here for your job. You're not here for your family. You're here for Christ. He saved you and left you here to live and work for him. That is the end game there. Everything else is something he just gave you. And the very things he gave you is taking you from him. That's not right. Christianity requires and deserves not less, but more intense devotion. If anything, surely the love of Christ needs to be wholehearted and not part-hearted. It is this type of fixed decision to secure Christ's presence. I've got to have Christ in my life. I've got to have him real. I know I'm saved, but I want him to be with me throughout the day. When I talk to others, I want to know he's talking with me. When I try to stand against something that's wrong, I want to know he is there with me. Not just the Bible says. I know this. I met with him this morning. He talked with me. He tells me I'm his own. Close, garden, quiet relationship. It's this type of fixed decision to secure Christ's pleasant presence, not just to get answers to prayer. God, forget all that. If I have you, that's more than I need. That's what you're after. Once you see this, you can overcome every temptation, unfaithfulness, superficial, and you'll be able to start keeping your pledges and promises. I will read my Bible this year for word, every word. What if I, see, there's your problem. But you don't know what's going on. There's your problem. Would Christ want you to read his word every day? Sure, there's your answer. Now dedicate yourself to it for his sake and do it. Uh, Folks, don't don't take this wrong. I'm not upset with anybody. I'm trying to get you to understand how important this is, okay? This type of determination is absolutely needed in the morning to show you, you have a mighty force and power to go with you every day. To go with you every day. Not just in, I know the Bible says that. No, it's not what the Bible says. It's what I know and have experienced. And yes, the Bible says it. Why don't you claim these promises? Claim them. He said you come to me, I'll know why I cast you out. He said you're in trouble, you pray. Meet me in the morning. I'm listening in the morning. Take those promises and do something with them. It will enable us to enter the inner chamber and shut that door and have a real communion with Christ cuz now I know what that's about. When I say God talks to you, do you do you really more than just what the Bible said? Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever experienced that? When you're reading your Bible, does God talk to you? Do you talk back to Him? God, I'm sorry, I I don't get it. What what does that mean in Proverbs? I there's gotta have something there. Can you help me understand? You don't talk to the Lord like that? You're simply going on your intellect, that ain't gonna take you very far. Not when it comes to spiritual things. You need God's help. And when I meet him in the don't want to go from there out in the world and act the way I want and talk the way I want and behave the way I want because it reflects on my savior. You know that's true. Okay. And so from the morning with God, this firm resolution will become the main emphasis of our entire day. I don't want to do anything. Christ would not want me to do. Why? I just met him this morning. We talked about this. God, there's this problem on the job. I, I don't want to Know they will. It's all about him. You know that. The devil hates him. Yeah. So I don't want to do anything bring reproach upon the cause of Christ. So I need you to help me not do that. We stick our foot in our mouth so much. Yeah. You think we would get used, used to shoe leather after a while. If you're always apologizing after you get through talking, maybe I'll quit talking so much. Yeah. If you talk as much as I do, and I have to, It wouldn't make sense that you start letting this guide what you say and think. Let me finish up by this. The Christian who has made his personal devotion to Christ, his absolute need every morning. I've got to get to my office. I've got to get to my closet. I've got to get up and get my Bible. I've got to, I've got to, I've got to. You know what you're telling the Lord? get along fine without him today? Mm -hmm. What about when all hell breaks loose on your home? What are you going to do then? What are you going to do when something totally unexpected and devastating hits you quit? Do you know why? It didn't have anything to do with a personal devotion to Christ. It had to do with you and stuff. How do you think others get through that? I'm trying to explain to you. absolute morning. In that place, day by day, the purpose of his entire life is renewed again in the morning. Look, I've been saved uh, uh, 51, 50, this year, 51 years, so, so like that, long time. This can get awful boring real quick. Like marriage or I don't think I need him. Well, I think I can do without him. Well, she's not treating me right. This way we're doing Christ. We just don't talk about it. You can't do without him. Well, you are. You're not reading. You're not praying. You don't have quiet time. You don't have devotions. And you're not acting much like him. You're acting more and more like you in the world, which is the obvious. I'm not right here. Okay. So during this quiet time, our will is fortified and strengthened remember when you were a young Christian, you used to cry and pray and and, uh, just had it. Actually, it was a great time just to pray. You remember that? You know, that was God spoon feeding you to say, this is good stuff. Now, it's up to you to feed yourself. He showed you what it tastes like. You enjoyed that. Hey, let's go somewhere. Well, Let's have prayer first. And oh, that was just so exciting. And and boy, you'd enjoy that. And you'd cry and tell people how much God talked to you in prayer. That was God feeding you. All babies need to be fed. After a while, you're not supposed to be a baby no more. Okay? Now it's time for you to say, I need to eat spiritual food. I need to meet with God. I'm going to do this on purpose. It's called being grown up. During this time, Our will is strengthened and fortified to walk more worthily. Why? Because Christ is walking with me. I don't want to leave him behind. I want to do what's right now. I I want to behave right. I want to learn what's right. I want to talk right. I want to use words right. I want facial expressions right. Some of you need to notify your face. And uh, so I, I want all of that. Then meet with him in the morning and take him with you. Those you hang around the most is the people that you start imitating. Our faith is rewarded by the presence of Christ who's waiting to meet you in the morning. I hear your voice in the morning. That's what Isaiah says. these next two months, this month and the next month. we don't want to just learn about prayer. We want to pray. Uh, yeah. I don't want it to be futile. I don't want to just be a, a rhythm we go through. Well I have prayed. what makes the difference is when there's a real person involved, not just something we do yeah, right. and then go to work. This is why you cannot just read Bible, Okay, I read my one chapter, and check that off, and uh, okay, Lord, going to need you today. Oh, boy, am I late. i got to go. No meditation. No quiet time. You fit God into your busy schedule. You don't do that with a king. You come before his throne needing him, and if you could, you'd stay all day. Be a good, solid fifteen. Can we just start there? Fifteen minutes, thirty. It's just called quiet time, not necessarily quiet hour or two hours. See, we're always reading about those guys. I pray three hours a day before I do anything. We go. I can't do that. God never asked you to do that. Yeah. Okay. He's simply telling you what's possible, right. not what you have to do. There's no Bible for you to pray three three hours a day. David. There's so much against it. You dear moms in here, I mean, you. by the way, you you moms, I'm going to get myself in trouble here. Any mom in here that's got four kids or less, you don't have a big problem. You're making yourself have a big problem. Moms long before you got here had 10 and 15. Somehow they figured it out. You you just, you, you won't, you won't. Is this not enough? Christ is waiting to meet you in the morning. Now I'm going to go to bed tonight, and I'm going to set my alarm not to get up in time to go to work. I'm setting my alarm to get up in time before I have to go to work. Spend time with Christ. See if it doesn't make a difference. Now at first your body's going to rebel. To learn how to be men. Okay. I I have all the, the care in the world for you ladies that face things, entire family, workload, house, everything else. And your kids don't realize I didn't, and, and I feel bad about this. Everything my mom did, I didn't even recognize it. I didn't even recognize what all she was doing. Single mom, six kids, six kids, six kids, no husband, six kids. You'll fold your underwear and put them in the drawer and you'll move that refrigerator and you'll clean it. You'll do, man, she stayed at it. But see, she stayed at it. She wasn't even saved. Didn't have a church. Yeah. Did better than some Christian women that I know. Ladies, come on. Quit being so lazy. Give it to program. Meet with God. Ask Him for His help. Learn how to do some things and do it. Yeah. Tell us it would help if you were the spiritual in the world for a long, long time. I understand. I also have had the whole rug just pulled out from under me in a second. My whole world turned upside down. The only consistent thing that you could, that's the point, you could. It's right there in the morning, right there in the morning, morning by morning, just go to him. I don't even care if you don't know how to pray yet. Just go there and say, God, I want him. I I really want to get to know you. Talk to him like a human being. God, I don't know what to say. Preacher told us this is what's right. I believe it's what's right. I'm not really sure what. Boy, isn't that honest? Isn't that honest? Isn't that humble? It's just being honest. Like a child would, their parent that just goes like, I was bad today. They don't even realize what they're saying yet. And the parent goes, isn't that cute? Now, later on, you beat the tar out of them. But right for right now, it's kind of cute, right? <laughs> Folks, listen to me. Do yourself a favor. Let's read our Bibles through together. You're always an exception to the rule, so you don't quite fit in with what's going on. So while everybody's discussing Abraham, and Sarah and all the weirdness that went on in those families. thats some weird stuff happening in those families. I mean, I don't know how God blessed their life. He said, like what? Read your Bible. Join in the conversation. All right? Pray. Maybe I you know what I'm talking about. I'm not an expert at this. I'm not acting like I am. These are the things that have taken... Thank you for the Bible.